It's been a while. Uh, Caitlin McGrath covers the Jays for The Athletic. Caitlin, thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, and I, I always ask is sometimes the reporters are in Florida, sometimes they're in Toronto, depends on scheduling and all of that. Um, uh, oh, here's the best way to word it. Did you experience the thunder snowstorm on Friday night in Toronto, or are you around birds and palm trees? I experienced the thunder snow. I for the first time, so that was that was special. That like I, I where were you? Because like I was um, I was I was home thankfully, and uh, and so you know I got to experience it from inside. I just felt bad for everyone driving out there. Were you inside? Were you outside? I was inside, yeah. Okay. I was in my apartment. I live on the 14th floor, though, so, like, the wind can get pretty loud. And so I'm kind of used to, like, storms being loud up here. But the thunder was something that I was not prepared for. And the lightning, especially. I've <laughs> kind of heard, like, thunder snow. I've heard of that before. Maybe we've even had it, not to the extent that was last Friday. But the lightning was something else. Oh yeah, it was like it was like nature's going. Huh? Let me let me really just bleep with you. Let's give you a little bit of everything. It's like a Cuisinart of bad weather. Um, let's start with uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Underwent an MRI on his knee. There's some minor inflammation, no structural damage. He was going to go. No, he's not going to go with the WBC. Uh, just curious, your thoughts on uh, on or, or how about in this way? Should we all be worried about Vlad for April? No, I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it's that serious. It seems like the WBC withdrawal was just honestly being totally cautious with it, I think. Like, if he needs some rest um, and then it's more wise to sort of, like, slowly ramp up again, well, it's pretty hard to ask somebody to, like, sort of slowly ramp up when they're competing for their country in a tournament that they really want to be in. So I think... As much as the WBC means a lot to a lot of players, and I know it meant a lot to Vlad, he was really excited to play for the Dominican Republic. The team comes first. Um, you know, this is a big year for the Blue Jays. This is a big year for Vlad. And so he doesn't want to do anything there that would, you know, hurt him further or make the knee any worse than it is or just take that risk. Even if it is a minimal risk, it's like, why take it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think April looks like it'll be fine. I mean, Vlad's really good at managing stuff, too. I mean, he's hardly – no one talks about this about him, which is stunning, but, like, he's missed, like, three games over the last three years or something. Like, he's played – you know, I know he I think he played every year – every game in 2020, and he's only missed, like, one or two games in the last two seasons as well. So he knows how to stay on the field. Yeah, it's almost like we take it for granted. I, and I, well, I, I think because we only have so much um, worry in us and we focus it all on George Springer – so then, you know, with Vlad, we sort of uh, we sort of take that uh, for granted. With um, with all the new rules going in, I, I saw this article from the Athletic. Uh, how is Kevin Gosman doing with uh, you know the rules when it comes to box and pitching uh, pitch clocks and all that? Yeah, I think the you know the article spells it out well, and I think for him, it's like he's a cool, calm kind of collected guy, um, especially off the field. Obviously, on the field, he's pretty like intense as most athletes are but he's like takes it in stride so you know i i can understand like if I, from his in his shoes like how it could be kind of um you know difficult to be i think the article phrased it like poster boy of the new box or not even new box it's the old it's the old box <laughs> brought but remember uh, it's like the modern box i guess because how it plays into the pitch clock is why it's 
kind of being scrutinized more because essentially like the pitch clock operator is going to need to know when to stop the clock. And if you have some of those like false starts, like he did in his tapping, it's hard to know when you're starting your delivery. So I think that's what it comes down to. But yeah, it's tough for him because he was kind of used as an example. And so when you're used as <laughs> an example, like yeah. all the umpires are like, okay, we're going to know how to watch this guy. And so, yeah, that could be difficult, but I mean, he's a veteran and I know talking to him like earlier camp, it's like, you know, baseball's a game of adjustments. Pitchers need to make adjustments all the time. This is just an adjustment he needs to make. And so, you know, hopefully, hopefully umpires kind of understand and give him the benefit of the doubt that he is like making that change and that some of the tapping is just like a muscle memory thing for him. Hopefully it doesn't become too much of an issue. Um, and there's maybe like a grace period given this spring and just kind of an understanding that some of the toe tapping is just kind of like a, a, a mental muscle memory thing for him. It's not really him trying to necessarily like throw off the batters. I, I I can't wait. Again, joined by Kate McGrath, covers of the Toronto Blue Jays for The Athletic. I am looking forward to the pitch clocks. I'm looking forward to, you know, batters getting strikes thrown on them for taking too long. And I wonder if you, Caitlin, just knowing this team, who do you, is there anyone who sticks out for you that's going to have, we'll, we'll put Gossman to the side, anyone you think will have the easiest time adjusting and who's the one most likely to get in it with the umps uh, when the when the, the clock is hitting zero? Well, from the pitcher's point of view, I know the Blue Jays have talked about, about a little bit about how the pitch clock could help Kikuchi because um, it takes away some of the thinking. Maybe there's been too much overthinking sometimes on the mound with him, um, whereas now it's like you throw a pitch, if you miss your spot, just got to move on very quickly. You don't overanalyze it. You just throw your next pitch. So I know they've talked a little bit about that. In terms of the hitters, I don't know. Like um, I know I know Vlad like has talked about trying to stay in the box and try to be ready, like kind of quicken up his routine a little bit to get ready there. Um, so I don't know, like, if any of them are going to have trouble with it necessarily. Um, and, I mean, that's the good thing about having such a long spring training period where you can get used to these rules and you can kind of adjust to them and adjust, adjust your, like, hitting routine to them. I kind of miss John Gibbons. I don't know why I was thinking about that answer. Just I, I just wanted to see like John Gibbons coming strolling out after a, after a pitcher or a hitter been dinged. I feel he could have given us a lot of gold. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Like I, I know there's like jokes about like the manager just going out and arguing for a little bit just to give his pitcher like a right. between <laughs> between because uh. um, that's the thing too with the pitch clock like it's. It's quickening up the pace of the game, obviously, but like you know, these pitchers aren't used to working that fast. Like it, it actually they could get winded a lot quicker. Like there's not a lot of time for them. Um, and then you think of also like how sometimes you have those battles with like you know a 13, 14 type of pitch at bat. Well, do we want to see one of those end in an automatic strikeout because the batter took a breath too long and is isn't ready to go? I mean that's definitely in play, especially those long at-bats. Oh, God, yeah. But but I, that's what I want. I, I saw this one video where someone was showing Zach Grinke two pitches took uh, the same amount of time as, as the 2019 Kentucky Derby. So I am all for all of this. Um, and the last, the last thing I wanted to bring up, the, the, just the big news that came out for the, the level of excellence, it is going to be Jose Bautista on August 12th 
And I imagine on that day, I'm sure there'll be bobbleheads. It's going to be one of those days where people are lining up like three hours to get into the Dome. Oh, yeah, I imagine so. I'm sure those tickets are going to sell out. Um, and, yeah, I believe there's a Jose Bautista like bobblehead associated with that day. So that'll be definitely one of the better-selling August dates. Smart of them to put it in August. Yes. <laughs> because sometimes those middle-of-summer dates, I think it's against the Cubs, which has a decent draw. Like, a, you know, there can be a lot of Cubs fans, but certainly, like, not one of the – it's not like the Yankees or the Red Sox or whatever. So smart of them to put it on that date, I think, to kind of draw crowds in the middle of August against the Cubs on a weekend. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's very, I, I always get amazed by it, and it's not that I judge or shame, but I'm always amazed with the length of the lineup for any of the bobblehead days. Like, just, it, it goes, it, 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 it's, it's like you're at Canada's Wonderland, and you're about to get on Leviathan or Behemoth. I know, it's crazy. Sometimes it makes me, like, nervous, because I get to the ballpark, like, pretty early, and then when I see so many people there before me, I'm like, hey, am I really late? Like, is the game about to start? But it's not. They're just there really early. I'm on time. I'm early, but they are, too. Caitlin, always appreciate. Thank you so much for joining the show. We will uh, chat soon, obviously. Um, all the best, and uh, I hope uh, I hope it's a calm day with not a lot of wind. Yeah, no thunder, snow. Yeah, exactly. That is Caitlin McGrath from The Athletic.